The Cowboys almost, almost pulled off a big trade at the trade deadline. What are our thoughts on the non-move by the Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys Locked. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked. Network, your Locked. team Locked. every day. Locked On. Locked. Locked. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lotton Cowboys podcast presented by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. We would like to thank you for joining the Lotton Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going today, sir? It's good. We, we've passed the trade deadline, uh, and it was as predictably uh, quiet as we thought. I'm just kidding. It was insane. But the Cowboys didn't quite participate as much as some hoped, but we're going to break all that down today, yes. I'm sure. Yes. Um, all right, Land. So, without getting too personal here, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you out there, you know, that you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend that you were uh, in a serious relationship and you thought that you were going to marry them. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out, right? Like that happens. Um, I can say that it kind of happened to me. Um, sometimes the best move is not making a big move. <laughs> Um, I definitely concur there, especially in regards to that specific. Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes you, you think you want something, and it ultimately <laughs> yeah. doesn't work out, and hey, you know, it ends up being better for both parties. Yeah, kind of have a feeling that let's go, what's going on here with the Dallas Cowboys in Brandon Cooks, according to multiple different sources. Uh, the Cowboys actually had the compensation ready to go with the Texans to trade for Cooks. It sounds like it was a second round pl- pick plus some other conditional stuff. The problem is the Cowboys and Cooks couldn't get the contract stuff worked out, and they just ran out of time, one source said. So what are your thoughts on the Cowboys, first of all, being interested in trading for Brandon Cooks, and two, uh, the trade not ultimately happening? Well, I mean, I guess just to kind of echo what we said yesterday, right? Like, it it, it didn't seem – it seemed like Cooks was one of the swings that they could go for. But the problem, of course, was that $18 million guaranteed next year. That that part is definitely difficult to work around. And, and it just didn't seem like the Cowboys would necessarily be interested in kind of trading for that. And, you know, lo and behold, they, they really kind of weren't. I mean, they were willing to trade for the player, but obviously uh, the compensation for the trade was not enough. They wanted to also rework the contract and be able to get some of the money down. So, um, you know, it sounds like they were, were trying to do it. And they, like I said, they just ran out of time. Uh, you know, honestly, like this was not a deal worth doing if they weren't going to be able to get that money down. Um, you know, he, I just, I just don't know that I would have done this trade if, if, if we were going to be having to guarantee eighteen million dollars to Brandon Cooks next year, which you would have. Um, yep. It should just be clear. So, because there's some weird NFL rules, but Monday was the last day that you could agree to do a trade where a team would take on a certain amount of mm-hmm. salary. Okay, so by Tuesday's deadline, when the Cowboys were talking about acquiring Brandon Cooks, they would have had to take on all of his remaining salary this year, which I think is what do we say it was like seven or eight million for the rest of this year, plus guaranteeing him eighteen million dollars next year. My guess is that the Cowboys were talking to Cooks' agent and being like, "Okay, hey, if we trade for you, 
Would you be willing to rework your deal and move some of that guaranteed money around or take a little bit less guaranteed money? And I'm, again, I'm just hypothesizing here. We don't I'm know. guessing Cook yeah. said, Cook's agent said, no, we know that money's coming regardless if you trade for us or not. So no, we're not going to do that. And that's ultimately why this deal didn't happen. Yeah. And I mean, that's ultimately what it was. It came down to, we got the compensation right for Houston. Uh, we couldn't come to a deal with, with getting the guaranteed money down or restructure the contract, or maybe even like, you know, re-signing him and adding some void years or something to spread that money out. Um, I'm sure they tried all of those things, uh, but it didn't sound like that worked out. And again, like, like I, I I'm not shifting positions here. This is exactly what we said yesterday. Yeah, at yeah. $18 million guaranteed next year, this wasn't a deal worth doing necessarily. And, and especially since you're already giving up a second round pick plus. So uh, I, I don't know. That just It didn't feel like it was necessarily worth it for the, all that. Yeah. And again, I want to be, be very clear. I really like Brandon Cooks. I said this yeah. on yesterday's show. I think he's a really good player. He's 29 years old and he's still playing relatively well. I just don't think that's the type of receiver that, first of all, fits well with Dak and fits well in this Kellen Moore offense. It's You're paying a lot of money for a deep threat on a team that historically hasn't thrown the ball down to the field a ton. Like, Dak is great at so many things. He's not the best deep ball passer in the league. When he does throw the ball down the field, he throws it to contested guys like Michael Gallup. So I have a hard time figuring out where he would have fit into this offense because he's not really a primarily like a slot receiver. I think the Cowboys like the idea of moving CD lamb around and you have Michael Gallup on the outside. Where does he fit? I I think they would have figured it out, but it's not an easy fit by any means. Yeah. And look, obviously there's the idea that, you know, some of these guys are going to get hurt or could get hurt at some point and and you, you slip them in there. But I think the other part of that is that it's a lot of money and it's a lot of, of guarantees like in, in draft picks, capital and everything for an offense that, you know, look, if Kellen Moore is anything, he wants to formation you to death, you know, and, and, and that means not being uh, not constantly having three wide receivers on the field all the time. So yeah. it, it almost feels like and, and frankly, again, I think this was kind of the deal with Cooper, right? It's not that Cooper isn't a great wide receiver by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that the Cowboys didn't feel like they were going to get the value out of him with the way that they wanted to play offense. So that's why this whole thing is just so confusing to me, Landon, is the Cowboys traded away a what, 27-year-old Amari Cooper who had multiple years in this scheme and who was productive for a fifth-round pick. And then the Cowboys wanted to trade away a second round pick for a soon to be 30 year old Brandon Cooks. Like, how does how does that even make sense? Well, I mean, I think it makes sense if you were able to figure out a contract situation in the in how does how does a wide receiver room make sense? It makes sense because it adds a player who has a different skill set than what you have. I think Hmm. part of what the deal was is that. Amari Cooper was being paid like a number one wide receiver, but they wanted to feature uh, CeeDee Lamb as a number one wide receiver. And and CeeDee Lamb and, and uh, Amari Cooper, you know, they don't have identical games, but they have kind of similar games in some ways, right? Whereas Brandon Cooks is a diff- completely different type of wide receiver that the Cowboys have than on their roster. But he's also a much older receiver with some kind of injury concerns with all the concussions, right? Well, I mean, I think that's... That's why they wanted to get the contract down and, and wanted Fair. to kind of get 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 the money uh, the, the right way. I, I think the, the the thought process here was that he was available, they were okay with the compensation, but they didn't have a role for him at eighteen million dollars, you know, or, or what that guarantee was. So uh, I, I think it makes sense in this in the fa- in the way that they 
wanted to sign him as a dynamic guy that could you know be the kind of third wide receiver that they are able to uh, bring in on certain formations, loop in for certain plays, um, but not necessarily the guy that they commit a whole bunch of money to and then are guaranteeing you know X amount of touches per game because I think it would disrupt the apple cart in some way when they felt like they could have uh, you know kind of continued on the path that they were on and then just try to slide uh, Brandon cooks into the offense uh, to provide, you know, some occasional deep shots, maybe yep. some, some, you know, maybe some horizontal stuff. Um, you know, he's just, I think the idea is that they like the idea of adding speed to the roster and adding uh, a guy that could get down the field. But again, like, I don't think that they want to pay uh, someone other than Amari Cooper. I mean, uh, then CD lamb, all that money, um, when um, you know CD Lamb is going to be the person that is the feature wide receiver on this yeah. team, yeah. And you, we, we, I think last week is a perfect example of how the Cowboys want to play, right? Like CD Lamb's going to get his seven or eight targets, and they're going to be high leverage targets, like in the red zone. Michael Gallup's going to get some third down targets, but it's going to be up and down week to week. And then it's a bunch of tight ends getting stuff. It's the complementary receivers having a couple touches, lots of running back touches, and that's just the way they play offense. A, a very balanced type of offense. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit more about some stuff that happened at the trade deadline. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries, burglaries and packages thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. Enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. They have emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect, tech, fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that a threat is real so that you can get priority police response. They're absolutely fantastic. Please, please go check them out. Don't miss your chance to save big on their only security system that we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system for, uh, again, 50% off at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right. We saw a bunch of moves at the deadline. I think there was 10 trades altogether. It was nuts. We're, it really it was, was one of the craziest deadlines I've seen in a long time. Are you surprised that the Cowboys didn't do anything? It sounds like they were involved in a few trades, but are you surprised that they didn't get anything done? No, I mean, you know, like I think that the thing that we thought was the most likely thing to happen was that they would trade somebody out, right? Like mm-hmm. um, They tried. And they tried. We'll get to uh, that in a second. We'll get that in a bit, yeah. But I, I think that, you know, we talked about wide receiver if if the situation was right and if it fit what they were looking to do to add talent to wide receiver that it, that could be the a position um you know they already did their trade for defensive tackle previously the yep. week before and i think that you know based on what we'll talk about probably tomorrow with our all 22 review i think that hankins has worked out so far and has looked good so that one may work out for them um i i i guess i was i wasn't surprised i i, I thought that maybe uh, there was a chance just because of Jerry's, you know, chatter. Um, but at the same time, like it wasn't. It sounded like they actually were trying. It just they didn't get the deal that they wanted. Essentially. All right, I got a theory for you. No you this is yeah, my tin foil hat theory. Put it on. Do you think the Chase Claypool trade to Chicago 
threw the wide receiver market out of whack a little bit because Chase Claypool, a little bit of a disappointing receiver over the last two years. He's got a year left on his contract, and he goes for a, I would assume, a top 40 pick. Do you think that messed things up at all? Well, first things first. Did was it a top forty pick or it's did the Bears it Bears second round pick? Yeah, it's the Bears one. It's not yeah. the Ravens. Nope, it's the Bears one. Officially, it's the Bears pick. <laughs> then yeah, absolutely it yeah. did. You know, like I, I, you know, I had heard that it was the Ravens one, but if if it's officially yeah, that's the what Bears, I think Tom Palisaro reported that it was the Bear or excuse me, the Ravens one, and then Schefter and Rappaport later confirmed it's that's the Bears pick. That's stupid, man. I don't know. I, I mean, no offense to Chicago, but that seems really dumb. And yeah, I think it does have an effect, right? Is you know, especially as you're kind of in the middle of of negotiating all that stuff to see that come down the pike is at you know an hour and a half, two hours before the trade deadline ends. Uh, that that might have thrown some wrenches in the negotiations a little bit. But again, like I, I, maybe not though, because at the same time, like the compensation was agreed to, and and frankly, the Cowboys. Yeah, Paying a second rounder for for cooks is that's appropriate. I feel like you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's cheaper so, than what everybody else is traded for. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and especially if they could figure out a deal to get his numbers down, like that really would have been worth the deal. But um, yeah, I, I I do think that that did have an, a, a cooling effect on some of the wide receiver trades. Maybe that's why you didn't see someone like Elijah Moore get traded. Maybe that's why you didn't see someone like. Uh, uh, who are some of the other folks? The, the Patriots wide receivers, that both of them. There's there's like three or four other wide receiver names that were kind of floating around as potential uh, trade targets, and and I wonder if maybe it didn't have a cooling effect on everybody's uh, uh, you know, plans for making trades for wide receivers. Well, I think I mean, actually, I, I not that I think I know it, it messed up a trade that the the Packers and the Broncos were working on because. Yeah. The Packers tried to trade for Chase Claypool. They offered their second-round pick. The Steelers decided to take the Bears' second-round pick because they thought it would be higher. I think they're going to be right. <laughs> once once the Broncos saw that what Chase Claypool went for, they had been talking to the Packers about Jerry Judy, and it's like, oh, we're not giving away Jerry Judy for a second-round pick. If Chase Claypool just went for a second, we know Jerry Judy's better. They wanted a bunch more from Green Bay, and Green Bay ultimately said no. Um, and I think the Jets, I have to assume the Jets saw the same thing happen with Elijah Moore, right? Hey, we're not trading Elijah Moore for anything less than a second-round pick, and no team wanted to do that. So I think that's some of the consequences of one trade. And we see this in the free agent yeah. market all the time. Like, look at Deshaun Watson's contract. It's yeah. having ripple effects for other quarterbacks across the league. This kind of stuff happens at the deadline. Yeah, and you know the market gets reset right while you're in the middle of negotiations, and it kind of can really throw a monkey wrench in, in those negotiations. So, um, yeah, I, I think for for the most part, you know, a lot of those trades got done before Clay uh, Claypools did, and uh, and then I think the ones that were gonna get done may have been killed by the Claypool trade yeah. just because it was it it raised the bar to a ridiculous level. Were there any other trades that you saw go down that you wished like, oh man, I wish the Cowboys would have done that or would have considered that? Like uh, the Bradley Chubb one for first and some other third. I, I I don't think Cowboys were interested in that, but anything like anything like that TJ Hawkinson no. No. I, I mean the Chubb one doesn't doesn't make sense for the Cowboys simply because he's great and I like like him a lot, but he's also has real serious injury problems and the Cowboys are not in a spot where they need 
to go trade for Bradley Chubb and then sign him to some big extension right before they're probably going to sign. Next year. Next year, you have to sign him an extension. Or this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and you're already going to have to, you're saving your money for Micah right now. So, um, yeah, I just don't imagine that that was something that was in the cards. What about the Roquan deal? Roquan Smith got traded for a second round pick. No, I, I don't. I mean, no. I, it, I, I, it's he would have been a nice rental, but yeah. he wants twenty ish million dollars a year, yep. and you and, can't and, pay an off the ball linebacker twenty million dollars a year when you've got a corner and an edge rusher coming up on deals relatively soon. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, so. I, I, I don't have any interest in that Roquan deal at all, honestly. All right, so there was one kind of consequence in the Cowboys not being able to uh, to get a trade done yep. on Tuesday. And we'll get to that in just a second, but I want to tell you guys about prize picks. It's so much fun. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize pick projection, you win. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize pick PrizePix offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. It's really that easy. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Because the Cowboys weren't able to trade Terrell Basham or Neville Gallimore or another defense tackle, they had to clear roster spot on Tuesday, that meant that they released former second-round pick Tristan Hill, who, Landon, you and I both thought played pretty well this season. I, I actually was a little shocked. Um, what were your thoughts here? I mean, I, I knew that something was going to have to happen, right? That, yeah. that somebody was going to get cut. I guess I'm, I'm a little bit shocked that – not shocked, but I guess I'm surprised that, that, that it was Hill and not Gallimore necessarily because it just felt like maybe that Gallimore had kind of – uh, I don't know. Uh, gotten falling out of favor the, a little bit. Falling out of favor a little bit, right? Like that that whole situation with the with the kind of healthy scratch situation and the wrist thing. It seemed like it was setting up for a potential trade, but but honestly, maybe they were trying to trade both of them. You know, and, well, and Justin it, Hill was a healthy scratch last week. Yeah, so obviously that was part of that, right? So I also think that you know what one thing that we have to keep in mind too is that Carlos Watkins has been back on the roster these last two weeks yeah. and played pretty decent football. And I think that the way they look at it is, you know, they've got tons of guys who they can kick inside to rush the passer, right? Like yeah. they, I mean, obviously they've been putting all all their defensive ends at, at three tech at some point, right? To to rush the passer, so uh, and that's really the, the the value that you got from Tristan Hill in a lot of ways. I mean, I think he has some value as a, as a run game player, but not quite the same as someone like Carlos Watkins or even Gallimore that, that way. Um, has so I, I I think at this point you know the experiment had just kind of run out of juice. They had found different ways to use him and to, um, you know, kind of you know, fit him into spots on this defensive line. And, you know, like they like to play like all kinds of different techniques, and he was valuable in that sense that he could do several of those. But 
you know, once Basham came back, you know, you, you, know, you, you watch what Basham was doing in training camp and how he played last year. He, he's a solid player, you know, and mm-hmm. especially, again, since you feel like you can rotate some of these guys inside, it probably made more sense to them to bring back another defensive end just to kind of secure their pass rushing room. Uh, and then kn- know that they could, you know, get by at defensive tackle with the, the bodies they have there now. We should also remember, I think Tristan Hill was the only defensive tackle on this roster that was not acquired by this coaching staff, right? Osa was a, a draft pick in 2021. Gallimore was a draft pick in 2020. Carlos Watkins was a signing in 2020. Bohana was a 2021 draft pick. Hankins was a trade, like, He's the only one that predates his coaching staff, and it just seems like he didn't have a sponsor, right? Like I don't, I'm not sure how much the front office loved him. It was really a more of a Rod Marinelli pick, yeah. And I think they kind of wanted to stick with their guys. Now, having said that, we're recording this at two thirty Eastern time. I suppose there's a chance that he could revert back to the practice squad. Maybe. My guess, though, is that he'll either get claimed or he'll go somewhere else with a better chance of playing and maybe a chance to get a fresh start somewhere else maybe you know i i think there's a there's a good chance he gets claimed i mean he's a second round pick somebody that's desperate for defensive interior help who's been playing well yeah i mean it's not like he's been terrible this is a a team that has got incredible defensive line play so you know it's 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 a it's a uh, champagne problems for the cowboys they have too many of these guys so they had to get rid of they couldn't move anyone for a trade so you know, it's it's one of those things that they just they they didn't have enough room for him. So that doesn't mean he's a bad player or he's been playing poorly. In fact, both of those things don't seem yeah. to be true. So. I mean, and we've already seen this play out once this year with John Ridgeway, who I just saw he played twenty five snaps last week for Washington and ended up as one of the highest graded defensive tackles of the week. Like this happens when you have a lot of depth, and I know you can be upset that the Cowboys drafted him in the second round, but we're kind of beyond that point right now. It's just. They've got players that I think are a little bit more versatile, especially in like Basham's case, and they want to get that guy on the field. And I think that it, it, it makes sense. Still a little shocking, but we knew something was going to come down the pipe, and this is ultimately the move the Cowboys decided to make. Yeah, I mean, they, they something had to give. They just had too many of these defensive linemen, and with Basham coming back, it was either they were going to trade Basham or trade one of those two defensive tackles, and when that didn't materialize – you know they had a Sophie, Sophie's Choice situation, and, well, and 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 Hill was the was the choice. And we should also admit, like I think the contract plays a little part of this, right? Like Neville Gallimore still has a year left on his deal after this year. Tristan Hill didn't, so you have. I mean, if you're weighing it between those two players, or let's say it's Quentin Bohana, I don't think they were going to release Bohana, but Bohana has this year and two more years left of super cheap, cost controlled money. I mean, I think that ultimately had to play a part of it as well. Right, I agree. I agree absolutely because I mean, they simply they simply have team control over the rest of these guys for more than two years, and he was going to be up after the season. And like Carlos Watkins, I think I don't think he was on the active roster in week one, so you're just paying him weekly yep. right now, which is another sure. reason why they probably decided to move on from Tristan Hill. Again, it doesn't mean he's the the worst defensive lineman they had. It's just that's the no. ultimately the choice that the Cowboys I, decided to go with. I think a team would be smart to claim him. He's been playing good football, yes. and and he's cheap at, at least for this year. Yeah, so. I agree. I think, and I think he should be claimed. I would not be surprised at all if somebody claims him, and he plays a significant amount of snaps, kind of going forward. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen 
For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.